0: Y'all ready for this?
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. This week, we have episode 89. We're getting to the end of the athletes here that we can do episodes for. Yeah, so, what do we what what do we do after this, man? I guess we just forget. We hopefully remember what episode we're on. Eventually, we're there's no way we're gonna remember forever. Um, but we can try. So, Kellen, who's your 89?
2: Oh, it's an easy one today. It's Mike Ditka, tight end for the Chicago Bears. there's tight end. What? Pit Panthers tight end. Pit Panthers tight end as well. Yeah. Yes, of that, course. I had, that, I had him as
1: my 89. Um, the Pit Panthers tight end,
2: Mike Ditka. Okay, so we've, we... Hey, this is the first time we've shared an athlete, I think.
1: More popular. I, Sam Gagne as well, also wore 89. Um... Who cares? For hockey, but no, I was... I mean, he's more known, more well-known, I think, for being a Pit Panthers tight end than anything, so... Of course, of you kinda course. Missed, you kind of missed that one there. But yeah, Mike Ditka.
2: So... Um you know Pitt, like some sneaky yeah. all time great players. From yeah. you, you have you have Ditka Kenny Pickett, you have <laughs> you, ha- you have Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> like, you have Dan Marino, uh Aaron <laughs> Donald. Yeah. I mean th- those are uh, plenty of Hall of Famers and like guys right at the top of the anything too. But you're gonna
1: be a heck of a player. And like I mean, before we bury the lead here, I found a jock jam CD today, Kellen. Oh, yeah. The original, hence,
2: hence the, the opening song. Jock, the original jock jam CD. I found it. So what? what's uh? What's all on that jock jam CD? Of course, oh. the song we just heard. Yeah.
1: So it starts with the Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to rumble. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Um, Get ready for this. Whoop! there it is. Strike it up. Tootsie Roll. Pump it up. Wow. Come, baby, come. It takes two. That's what she said. Gridiron Groove. Gonna make you sweat. Everyone dance now. Hip, hip, hooray. Pump up the volume. The power. Ungawa. Uh, Unbelievable. YMCA. Pump up the
2: jam. Okay, I was going to say, if it had Pump Up the Volume and not Pump Up the Jam, I was going to be disappointed. Yep,
1: Pump Up the Jam, Twilight Zone, The Old Ball Game, Rock and Roll, Part 2.
2: Yeah, I mean, the classics, really, all of them. So, Jock
1: Jams, Volume 1, I was lucky enough to have a copy across my desk today. um, So, rip that onto the old iTunes library, and we're we're going to be listening to a lot of Jock Jams um In
2: this household. That's good. I might need some jock jams too, because I don't know if you know this about me, but I did go to the gym yesterday, Josh. So the gym talk is it, it, it's back. That's sweet. I'm I'm proud of you that you finally went. I mean, I've gone
1: twice. It, since can you tell? Went? Can you tell? No. Are you wearing a training bra?
2: No. No, this is all natural, baby. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did that myself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got a big chest. They call me Mr. Big Chest these days. Yeah, Antonio uh, Brown no, lost that. Li- uh, li- that's not lost that. Nickname. Everyone that's tried to use that. Well, Antonio Brown did have a big chest, though. Yeah, that is true. But now I ha- now I do. Okay. Mr. Yeah, I did. I did 50 push-ups yesterday. Mr. Bigger Chest. Is that like a max, or was that just? That's all my body could handle yesterday. Okay. So that that, it it was a max, yes.
1: So did you go to the gym or did you just do push-ups in your apartment?
2: And say I did the push-ups in my apartment, but I went to the gym as well. On top of that, was it like one of those
1: days where they have like a pizza party at the gym? Like Plan Fitness does that sometimes.
2: That seems like a bad bad idea for a gym. No, no, it was 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 an ice cream social.
1: Ah, okay.
2: Yeah. that makes sense <laughs> it's a pizza oh. party at a gym okay weird <laughs> yeah i was just i was just wondering why you were at the gym um no but- yeah i'm already getting uh ads on my tiktok it was like uh hey are you like a Christ a young christian who goes to the gym i was like yeah that's exactly what i am i go to that the gym That sounds like a cult that's I I, like I I i didn't see the rest of the ad but i was just like they already know that i go to the gym consistently that sounds like a cult so you taking pre-workout no, no, I'm not investing in that. Do you do you take pre-workout? Yeah, I love pre-workout. See, it just like I've I've taken it before. It just doesn't make me feel any different at all. Well, what pre-workout were you taking? I don't know. It was uh it was Tux. He just lent lent me some. Yeah, well his probably wasn't actually
1: pre-workout. That was just steroids.
2: Okay, so that's why I didn't feel different at all was because it was just steroids. <laughs> exactly. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. That- um Yeah, no, you gotta take a couple doses of that yeah oh and i do like sorry that we're just delaying the hockey talk even more and more but i do owe you an apology because i did uh i did order some running shorts i didn't realize how small running shorts are and nice. i've been asking you to shake your ass on tiktok for us should have been me this whole time man does my butt look good in those shorts like wow i don't wow. think
1: anyone wants to see that because um the tiktokers too. Well, I guarantee you that you bought shorts in denial about what size shorts you actually own, because I have two pairs of shorts. Or you actually wear? Because I have two pairs of shorts, and I was. Josh,
2: Josh, that that's hitting too close to home right now. Okay, (laughs) I I don't. I I don't appreciate you exposing me like that.
1: (laughs) So I have these pair of shorts that I bought last year, probably no, last two years ago, year and a half ago during COVID. Bought them, so. I recently started getting cyberbullied in person by some people um, for the length of my shorts, and I was like, "What do you mean? These are seven and a half inch inseams." And then, um, sized up and bought the same shorts, and they are a good th- four inches longer. <laughs> Um, no but you got to show the legs like i want to okay but I they're want showing to, the that's legs, an asset for they're, me they're showing the legs and there's being uncomfortably tight can let me ask you this can you put anything in your pockets while you're wearing these shorts
2: i can yes okay yeah what's gonna happen when i get in incredible shape and you just can't make fun of me for being fat I wasn't making fun of you for being fat. I was just you okay, no, you weren't. You weren't. You were making wait, did uh oh no okay, never mind. Um you were making fun of me for uh being larger than what I once was. Well,
1: I just literally told you a story about me being larger than I was. Yeah. I
2: I wasn't making fun of you, I was t- I'm t- not no, I'm not upset about it. I was just asking like what's gonna happen when I get in incredible shape? What are you gonna say to me then? I'm gonna be untouchable then. I just don't. I don't see that happening. What? Okay. Basically, my my question is okay. That well, first off, hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you getting in shape. I don't think you can get in,
1: in incredible shape, and I don't think I'm ever gonna be in incredible shape. Oh no, I didn't. Okay,
2: I didn't realize that I accidentally said incredible shape. Yeah, I just meant shape. I like
1: pizza yeah. and beer
2: way too much to ever be
1: in in incredible shape.
2: Yeah, that was never and, within the realm of possibility for me. You can be in shape. I can't okay. being in shape. Real question, though, is like, what else can you make fun of me for besides the fact that I'm not in shape? Because there's plenty of Your I just want to know what I just want to know everything. Your hairline. Yeah, that's that's pushing back. It's still not. Nah, it's still good enough. My what? Your sports teams. Yeah, but I do the same to you. Just about anything you do
1: on a daily basis is pretty easy to make fun of. Yeah. Your yeah. girlfriends.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a good one yeah i mean every single one of them if you, yes man that, yeah um yeah okay i mean this is a good time i guess to just not talk about me and talk about hockey instead well, right
1: I, yeah i mean we can't talk about hockey i actually ripped my favorite pair of running shorts the other day though oh um, so who's the fat ass now
2: josh i'm sorry that i got cake Actually, I'll be honest, like uh I have my favorite pair of running shorts that I have that I've had for a couple of years. They're just like the crotch is non existent. There's just a big giant hole in that area, so I can't wear them anymore. But, <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I keep them around for their house shorts now, you know. I'm I'm very
1: I'm happy for you. Um Wow. Stanley Cup finals
2: though. Yeah. Hey, we got a champ. Thank goodness that it didn't go to seven because we would have had to wait the full week to talk about. Yes. We what. have a legitimate
1: Stanley cup champion for the first time in four, three, four years, three years, three years, yeah. three years. Um, been a long stretch. Finally, a legitimate playoff season. Um, Where there was no weird scheduling, no breaks in the middle of the season who won? Um, there was no there was no um, Eastern Conference teams playing Eastern Conference teams in the Stanley Cup finals or anything like that. Nothing weird. And the Colorado Avalanche won. And they may be one of the most fun hockey teams to have ever won the Stanley Cup, I, at least in the modern era. Um, I have a lot of things to say about this series. It was overall a great series. A lot of fun to watch. Um, the Avalanche are just a fun team to watch. And I really do think they're like. This was probably the most enjoyable Stanley Cup final for a lot of people. Because other than like your diehard Red Wings fans, there's not really anyone that hates the Avalanche. And the Avalanche have never done anything like. Everyone on the team is likable. Why? Why do the Red Wings hate the Avalanche? Oh God, Kellen! They had like the fiercest rivalry in all of sports in the early 2000s. I did not know that at there's all. There's a 30. There's an actual 30 for 30 that just came out on this rivalry. Um, okay. So they to watch So yeah. they absolutely hate each other. We will review that documentary. I'm gonna be watching it shortly. It just came out. Um, but like when for when the Blackhawks won, a lot of people hated the Blackhawks. When the Penguins won, a lot of people hate Crosby. Um, Capitals win, a lot of people hate the Capitals. Like, there's just been a lot of teams that won where there's, like, a majority of people, like, hate them. Like, no one really has anything against the Avalanche, unless you're an old Red Wings fan living in the past, as most
2: Red Wings fans are. Well, especially since they dethroned the champs, the the, the two-time defending champs. And not a lot of people wanted to see them 3P because of, you know, their salary cap manipulation and everything. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a champ that we can all seemingly rally behind right now.
1: So, yeah, I, I do need to talk about Tampa Bay for just a quick second because um I have no respect for the franchise and I have no respect for John Cooper after <laughs> the Stanley Cup finals. I, I literally I mean, have
2: <laughs> this is the time where you like say something nice about them. Usually after no. they lose,
1: you know, it's lost.
2: That the, the emotions aren't as high as they once were. So now you can calm down. Look back no. and say, hey, fun series. But you're not going to do that.
1: It was a fun series, but I actually lost. I had more. I had more respect for the Tampa Bay Lightning before this series started when they were possibly going for three Stanley Cups than I do now. And it's it, it all starts with leadership. John Cooper's a fraud. He's such a joke. And he is the world's biggest crybaby. I want you to go back. John Cooper cried about something every single time the Avalanche scored a goal in this series. He was crying.
2: No, But it's like literal tears with him. That's the crazy thing. He's
1: legitimately crying and complaining to the refs after every single thing. I mean, imagine. Imagine literally evading the cap. Faking your way to two Stanley Cup championships. And then crying every time a goal gets scored on you in the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was a joke. It goes back to Game Three, Game Four. It goes back to Game Four. Nazem Kadri, yes, Kellen.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just have a question about. So, it. I, I watched the Cup too. Big on me. Good job, Kellen. Yeah. Uh, watching sports like I'm supposed to, but um. It seemed like there I don't know if this is just Tampa complaining about goals or was it like these goals are a little more. like It seemed like there were a lot of controversial goals more than usual. Is that just because Tampa was complaining about every single goal or were, were there some that were like kind of borderline?
1: One hundred percent because Tampa there were borderline goals, but there's been borderline goals throughout the entire playoffs. OK, yeah, one hundred percent of this falls on Tampa complaining. You go back to game four, Nazem Kadri scores in overtime to win it. The Lightning are furious. No one knows why. He comes out – John Cooper comes out in his post-game press conference. He's like, just wait till you see the tapes tomorrow. You'll know what I mean. He's being really vague and really weird about it. Doesn't even have the balls to just straight up say – Just say what you saw.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like, so annoying. Like, doesn't even – he doesn't have it in him to say Colorado had too many men on the ice. Colorado did have too many men on the ice. I do think this may it's such a bang, bang play. It's so hard to call as an official. The officials miss calls. It's not a reviewable call. So you shouldn't complain about it. Now, here's where my beef is. It's three days later. They're still complaining about this. At the time of the goal. Well, at the time of Nazem Kadri getting the puck when they thought it should have been a penalty for too many men on the ice for Colorado. Colorado had six skaters on the ice. Tampa Bay had seven skaters on the ice at the same time. Gotcha. How how can you like, I I get it, but look at the tapes, John Cooper, that you're telling (laughs) us to look at. He's telling us to look at it on the ice. (laughs) Like, like, I mean, so it was just insane to me. And then he goes and complains and whines about the altitude. Going back into game five, he goes, we were just so tired. Vasilevsky came up and he just said, I'm just so tired. And Vasilevsky never complains about being tired. And Is that, was, wait, that what he sounds like? Yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. Oh, okay. And so he's like, yeah, and, and maybe we shouldn't have to play. And he's like, it's unbelievable. I mean, their team allowed to have fans in their building. That wasn't the case for the last two Stanley Cups I won. This is in fair altitude. The other team has... And he's just complaining about everything. And then you come to last night and the Avalanche go down a goal early because of what I thought was a very, very ticky tack call um, on Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr had probably one of the worst starts, one of the worst, like two periods of a hockey game I've seen in a long time because he looked like trash. He was very nervous last night and you could tell. But I thought it was kind of a ticky tacky play. They called him for it for interference really early Tampa Bay ends up scoring a goal to go up one, nothing. Steven Samco's place is rocking second period. Avalanche get a goal. John Cooper complains for a good three minutes. Has this entire game like stopped because he's complaining about, um, there should have been. So there's a penalty on Tampa Bay that was called and he thought that Tampa Bay touched the puck. And so it should have been, or played the puck, and so it should have been whistled dead, even though you can see in the video that he watches on the bench, the Tampa player plays the puck, then the referee's arm goes up. So the referee hadn't made the call until after the puck was played by the Tampa player, so it's the right call. Tampa Bay scores, ties it up. Then Nathan McKinnon rips one um, to go up 2-1, to one, and the like. the lightning complaining about calls just baffles me. Because they stopped calling anything on Tampa midway through this series. The Avalanche were not getting as many power plays as the Lightning at all. Um, Kudos to them for really playing it. And then this is where my final thing on Tampa Bay. And then I'll shift over to Colorado, who actually won. Tampa Bay might have the most uneducated sports franchise fan base in the entire world. It was so pitiful last night. It was so bad last night watching this. They... Every time a Lightning player got hit,
2: they started chanting "Refs, you suck" and booed. A hey, Tampa. Bay- Here's hey, a series it, pl- hockey is a non-contact sport. Okay, Here's a series the guys are getting softer there. Here's a series of plays
1: for you. Um, I got Avalanche player with his numbers facing Ryan McDonough about four feet off the boards gets cross-checked from behind. Your textbook cross check headfirst into the boards. I thought it should have been a five five minute major, only a two minute minor. Immediately after the whistle, Steven Stamkos shoots the puck at the official. In a regular season game, or it should have been in the playoff game, should have been a unsportsmanlike conduct, so it should have been a five on three. At, like the entire arena is booing the officials, saying refs, you suck. After watching. A textbook cross check, and then their captain, real classy move, Stamkos, shoot a puck at the official, and they're like, they're chanting, Rouse, you suck."
2: So, do you think this is a just a Florida sports fan thing? Because I, I have noticed Florida sports fans are uh, they're they're far behind the the rest they, of the U.S. They know nothing.
1: They literally none of them know anything, and it was so bad. They like. I, I kid you not. It was every single time there was any contact. They're booing that there's not a penalty called. I mean, the, Tampa Bay should have, if they, if they had their way, Tampa Bay would have played five on three, the entire game and probably still would have lost. But the avalanche played absolutely unbelievable. Um, ESPN did an okay job broadcasting this game. I thought it was a little forced because avalanche are up two one going into the third. And I don't know if you were like watching with sound or anything, but they interview Nathan McKinnon. Okay, Nathan McKinnon is not the captain of this team, but he really is who it's riding on. Like he—he's the guy. Um, Landis Gog's been there for ten years. He's the captain. Like, but it's—it's it's McKinnon. It's really like it, it goes through McKinnon. If he's producing, the team's doing well. And they, she literally like asks them. Bas- he, she like asks Nathan McKinnon if he's like celebrating, and what the emotions are going to be like in this third period, like. Just the stupidest question I've ever heard. Like, are you getting emotional thinking about the fact that you're going to win a Stanley Cup? He said, "We don't have emotions," and just walks away. Like, it, it was the dumbest thing you could have possibly asked. At that moment.
2: What what's what hurts me with the ESPN broadcast for for the NHL is just like, I mean this this is Game Six. The Cup is in the building. That they, they don't bring their A game. Like they they don't bring out the the reporter is obviously not asking the best questions that are going to get He's a good so soundbite or anything. And then I don't like uh, I don't like Sean McDonough. Like, I just he, he seems like um I, I like just one of those generic ESPN yeah. announcers that they're going to put on like an afternoon college football game because yeah. they need someone to broadcast. him like, this is the guy you have doing the Stanley Cup finals. You, you need yeah. a bigger voice than that. Exactly. And I do think he did. I'll, I will give it to him. He did do a
1: very good job in the last couple minutes. minutes. Um, he didn't talk like he did not talk over the end. He just kind of like he did a very good job at the end when the horn went just, you know, saying the two bits and lo- just letting you kind of take it all in. But I mean, the last two minutes of this game was absolute chaos. And it's everything that I love about playoff hockey. It's everything I love about how hard it is to win a Stanley Cup. And like, Dude, when uh, was it was it Landis whose yeah. uh, skate broke Landis? Like it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. And the lightning complained about this, too, which is just hilarious to me. Like you have McKinnon laying out blocking shots with his entire body. About a minute left. Landis kicks his leg out to block a shot. And five years ago, this isn't a thing. Skate manufacturers have changed the way that they do skates so that it's so quick to be able to put a blade in on the bench and switch out blades during the game because you used to have to take the skate off, go sharpen it in the back. Now you can just swap out blades so you get a a sharp pair, uh, a sharp blade. The only downside to that is it's all like pressure and triggers and stuff to get these blades out. So if they're hit just right, they'll fall out. So he kicked his leg out, blocked it. Immediately, I see something go flying, and I was like, "I, I thought it was a sticky first, and I and like I'm like, oh my god, that's a skate blade. He's on the far side, away from uh away from the bench. He's all the way across the ice, 75 feet away from the bench. He he's still trying to make the plays because it takes a second to realize you don't have a skate blade. Like you think you just lost an edge or something. He realizes it, so he starts trying to crawl. Tampa Bay. Already has an extra attacker because they pulled their goalie. They're throwing everything at him. They finally clear the zone. McKinnon is now dragging Landeskog across the ice, trying to and like it.
2: It was it, it, it was, it know, was well, such was like, a visual to see that because you just see this dude like crawling. <laughs> yeah. the bench like frantically a guy like trying to scoop him up and then as soon as he gets close to the bench they just like drag him inside like there's nothing you can do you can't move fast in any way
1: you're the captain of a team for 10 years you are (laughs) like a minute away from winning a Stanley Cup and you're trapped on the ice and you can't do anything you're hurting your team and like it it did kind of bother me Sean McDonough didn't like they didn't realize that a skate blade came off and like what was going on and so they're just following it I'm like I'm like, oh my God, he doesn't have a skate blade. Like, how is he getting off the ice? And then they finally show, it's just like, it is so fun. I mean, it, it shows what it takes to win a Stanley cup in such a chaotic way. Like you have, I, the, the, you have McKinnon is pushing him across the ice and then the puck comes back and McKinnon just like gives him a big shove and then goes to go play the puck. Cause he can't just it, not play defense. Yeah. And then the lightning were complaining. Cause it should have been too many men while he was trying to climb off the ice but that's another one of the lightning complaining about something stupid and it was just it was an unbelievable finish Kemper made some great saves he was terrible at times in this series he made some great saves in this game six um all important I absolutely love it I feel real I'm so happy for the Avalanche like they deserved that Avalanche fans you deserved it I'm so happy for Nathan McKinnon like I've been talking for so long about this whole like um Nathan McKinnon and Crosby are best friends thing. And like, I know I've annoyed people by saying how much they're best friends. And like, I sort of thought I was maybe fabricating that a little bit. And like the media led me to believe that they were like way closer friends than they were. But I was compl- like, I was dead on because <laughs> they're in right after and Cogliano skates up and just like, and whispers in his ear, 87 and Emily Kaplan. I'll give it to her. She didn't gloss over it. She goes, 87, what's that all about? And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Crosby has something to do with this. And Nathan (laughs) McKinnon got put in um, room 1787 when they got to Tampa. And he said he turned to Cogliano when he got that room assignment and said, it's a sign. We've got this. Like, we got Sid's number. We got this. And then Sportsnet in Canada is interviewing McKinnon, and he goes, He's like, yeah, um, he's like, I was the drunkest one at Sid's last two Stanley Cup parties, so he better be the drunkest one at mine. And I'm just like seeing this bromance unfold right now. I'm like, this guy is just pumping. Cros-. Like, I've never seen a professional. I could be wrong. Let me know if you think of any others, Callan. I've never seen a star player win a championship and talk about someone that is isn't on his team as much as McKinnon was talking about Crosby last night like he was just like, I've idolized him for so long. Like to have my name on the same cup as Sidney Crosby is just so cool. Like (laughs) I, I haven't seen it. And I mean, they train together in the off season and everything. So I know like, um, it's a little bit of a different relationship, but like, I haven't seen that in sports. It was so cool for like me as a Penguins fan to see that. And then Jack Johnson, who got, he was tough in Pittsburgh. He was another friend of Crosby's, but he played for Pittsburgh and he got run out of town. Like he was such a liability to see him come in to replace one of the injured avalanche defensemen and play really, really well down the stretch. See him finally get a cup, another veteran, Eric Johnson. They played the two Johnsons played together um, on the back end. Eric Johnson is the only, he's the longest tenured avalanche player. He's been there for 14 years. Like, saw them be dead last in the league, like, to see him. It was just – the emotion was so cool last night seeing everyone. um, But I – I'll talk about –
2: I got to imagine, like, a Colorado victory parade is going to be a good time. It's going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's it's going to smell bad for sure. Yeah, But it's going to be fun. Yeah, it will.
1: But, like, it's – and for me, it's also just so fun. I'm sure this is how people felt when – um, the devil incarnate won Super Bowls. Uh, it's so <laughs> fun for me seeing athletes that just like, like Nathan McKinnon is, he? he's like, he's the guy that doesn't eat carbs. He's like, he's the most fit. It's so fun for me just watching them not care after they win a championship and just drink for like four straight days. And like four straight all of days, the, so, like, like all, for some guys, it's four straight weeks. Well, at least he's McKinnon's probably only gonna drink for four straight days. Then he'll take a day off, and then he'll go back. But like, I mean, not sleeping, only drinking for like four days. It also took them about five minutes to dent the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> it had, had to be the quickest dent of all time. They they dropped it on the <laughs> they dropped it going in for the picture. So it was it was really cool. Kale McCarr won the the. Uh, Conn Smythe trophy. He is the only one that he won the Hobie Baker for best player in the NCAA. He's one of like 24 players that's ever won a national championship and a Stanley cup. Um, he won the Norris trophy and the um, Conn Smythe in the same year. The only other ones to do that were Nick Lidstrom and Bobby Orr, I believe maybe there was one other, but decent very, list. It's okay. Very, very decent list. Um, Jared Bednar, the head coach, He is the only person that's ever won a championship in the ECHL, AHL, and then NHL. He worked his way up from the East Coast League to the AHL to the NHL. Won a championship at all. He's the only one that's done that. Um, Stan Kroenke, right? That's his. I'm saying that right? Yeah. Um, Born winner, owner of the Avalanche, owner of the Rams. Um, he owns just about everything else. Like this Man, guy, good comes,
2: year for this guy. What the this hell guy's
1: having a great year. Everything he touched or, touches, turns to gold. So it was just a fun, it was a fun time. Um, for all him. right.
2: So and, how are we going to figure out how, how Kroenke using the avalanche to manipulate the Rams salary cap? Because there's no way they have all this money still. It just doesn't make sense to me still uh, at this point. <laughs> The the Avalanche are getting a lot smaller Stanley Cup ring so
1: they can can pay Aaron Donald. He also, like, I heard someone listed all of, like, the clubs and everything that he owns. There is definitely money laundering going on. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: He owns every, like, this man owns everything. He owns so many, like, minor soccer teams and stuff like that. Like, he's just.
2: How many laws does one person have to break to become a billionaire? That's what I want to know.
1: I I don't know but he's done it like Yeah. You
2: no, know, they all have. Like Jerry Jones is probably so pissed right now. Um because <laughs> Jerry Jerry Jones probably doesn't even know who that guy is.
1: No. Okay? But like if he found out that there's someone that was um laundering money more effectively than him, no, but he nobody not, is. He would not be happy. Um but yeah, it was fun. I love it. Go, good for Colorado, man. Like they're just a fun they're a fun team to watch and Nazem Kadri very polarizing player. You love him or you hate him. Um I love the Canadians because the Canadian coverage of the Stanley Cup finals, I think will forever be better than the American. I don't know what it is. Exactly. I think a lot of them being like a lot of the star players and stuff being Canadian, haven't played for Canada or Toronto. Like, they just managed to get better quality out of the post game interviews and stuff. I think their timing and approach is just a little bit better. And he had Nazem Kadri, and he was like, "What do you like thank him?" He's like, "Thank everybody and everything." And Kadri was like, "Yeah, like I just want to thank everyone that believed in me through everything." And then at the end, like they mentioned something about like Toronto and the media. And it, Kadri ended with one of my favorite lines. He says, And to everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass. And <laughs> that just, <laughs> that just might be one of my favorite things like ever. He gets the last word. That is another, that is another um, player to leave Toronto and win a Stanley Cup. And that's just got to suck for Leafs fans because they loved him at one point until they thought he was a liability. But like what a line to just completely like uh, he was just going after the Leafs. There was there was no way around it. And I mean, it was
2: so well, fun. I don't know. Are, are are we for that? Are we for kicking a franchise while they're down for the last 18 years? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, we're certainly I'm, not I'm, above okay. that, but I'm sorry. I just didn't yes, know if you I supported not, it.
1: I'm not going to kick the Leafs franchise, I guess the fan base and the media. I'm kicking them while they're down seven days out of the week because I mean, it, it, they are so ruthless to players and so
2: like, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it's, it's literally like playing sports in New York. Like, being an athlete in New York City is like being a hockey player in Toronto. Yes. That's, the, that's the kind of criticism you get.
1: It, it It's insane, like, they, but it it was all time. And I guess my last storyline on this, and then we can move on to different sports.
2: Corey Perry. Oh, yeah. You got to talk about Corey Perry. But
1: another kind of you love him or hate him guy. He has a cup,
2: but... I, okay, I didn't know he had a cup already, so I, I don't feel yeah. bad for him at all then I believe he has a, I don't really feel bad for him
1: um he has lost the Stanley Cup three years in a row with three different
2: teams, yeah that I mean, is supposed so to be damned man that I mean Corey Perry is, take yeah. take the cake, although yeah, Montreal is still just so random. I still can't believe that that one, but um yeah. Congrats to Corey Perry getting there three years in a row, right?
1: Yeah, Pat Maroon went four years in a row, won three years in a row, then lost this year. So either way, you were going to get a guy that won a Stanley Cup four years in a row, or you were going to get a guy that lost the Stanley Cup three years in a row. But I mean, that's got to be brutal for him. Yeah, he won in 2007 with the Ducks. He's a lot older than I thought he was. He was drafted in 2003. So, he is a lot older than I thought he was. Yeah. He it was might, in be it. it might be it for him. So, that was, that was just... That's an insane stat. You've got to kind of feel bad for him, but, like, it's also just so funny.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I got some news here for the NBA. We had a draft. We drafted a bunch of players onto a bunch of different I, teams. Um... Frank the Tank is
1: not happy. He's a he's a Nets fan and we'll get Frank, into that. Well, what? I know well, I just saw a TikTok from the other day during the draft and he said that the season's over. So, yeah. do we Well, this is Frank the Tank do we, full doom and gloom mode. Do we do we need to even talk about it? We we already know the season's over for for Frank the Tank. Well, we got other
2: stuff we got to talk about. <laughs> Paolo out of Duke, he went one, so congrats coach K. Hang the banner for that uh, or something. I don't know. Uh, it's and, our- no, they don't They don't hang banners. They only hang banners for championships and for Coach K winning a lot of games yes. in a row. Um, so, Paolo went one. He had Chet go two, which I think is going to be interesting. Chet and Josh Giddey is going to be the most hateable duo in the NBA for the next couple. I, just watch them. The, the TikTok sensations that they are, people are going to really hate them. The the Thunder are going to be an exciting people, team. People or Kellen Getty. What? People or Kellen Getty are going to hate oh, that. I I like it. I I I'm going to enjoy it a lot. Uh, so I I I and I'm excited about the Thunder because they have a lot of young talent. They have uh, SAG. Um, they have you know, now they have Chat and they have Josh Getty, a couple other good young guys, Lou Dort, of course. Uh, and they have. I want to say three draft picks for three first round draft picks for the next three NBA drafts too. So they they have tons of picks still, and they're going to be, uh, they're going to be good for the next couple of years. You got the Pistons, uh, Jaden Ivy. He avoided the, the Sacramento Kings rumors. He beat the Sacramento oh. Kings rumors. That was good for him. So he's in, he's in Detroit now. Now that Detroit's that much better than Sacramento, but I mean, that's an exciting unquok before you got there too real quick on that one um
1: my favorite thing about living in Michigan is at least three times a year I get to hear these these words spoken, and everyone was saying it um after the draft here in about ten years, the pistons are gonna be so good, yeah, and, no it's gonna be quicker than that. It's gonna be like three years. telling I have been hearing this for seven years that I've lived in this area. Everyone is like in five years, the Red Wings are going to be good again in six years. It's always 10 for the lions in six years. The Pistons are going to be good again.
2: They're not like, no, uh, (laughs) Hey, Sadiq Bay, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivy. That's a good young core right there. That's a good one, two, three, I mean we'll see we'll Detroit. see about Jade Jaden Iavy has yet to play a basketball game, so I don't want to say get too high on him, but the kids from South Bend went to Marion High School, man. They're in Detroit, though. Yeah. No, no, I'm not like I don't want to compliment the city of Detroit too much, but I'm just saying let's let's take Detroit out of the equation here for a second, Josh. Okay. Let's say let's say they're on some random basketball team somewhere else. You look at that one through three the young, the the young talent that they have there that's pretty good okay we we agree on that right i i will agree on that i do like yeah no I'm, i still i still agree with you on the fact that detroit sports are cursed and they probably will be forever I, yeah i mean like we can go through and
1: till we're blue in the face list athletes and cores that detroit sports teams have had that are going to be good and if you put them in any city, everyone's like, Yeah, that's gonna be dominant. We can go through and we can talk I mean, like we we can do it with every Detroit sports team.
2: Yeah. And just and I'm that. okay. Also, I'm not saying that they're gonna be a playoff team next year either. I don't think they're gonna be a, no. they're just gonna be more bearable for their fans to watch. Like their fans are gonna look at these three guys, they're gonna be like, Okay, I'm at least excited for the future. Which is all we really need as sports fans, right? We just need something to be like, okay. Like, what's going to make me not kill myself today? There's not much, but yeah. yeah. And especially when you're living in Detroit, my goodness. It's not much. But you can look at Jay and and say, hey, he slipped to us at uh, at five and and perhaps four, whatever it was. I I really do love it,
1: but, like, it's one of my favorite things is just listening to this over and over and over again and it's like and right now with the Red Wings they finally fired Blaschel they're gonna be good now they got more sight or the Pistons like everyone is on cloud nine right now because they're like the Pistons are gonna be good the Red Wings are gonna be good again like at the same time this is gonna be so great they're
2: not yeah <laughs> they're just they're not <laughs> just if for all our Detroit listeners out there something will go wrong let's just let's I was being too optimistic about the city of Detroit. I apologize for that. Thank you, Josh. Josh, this is what this is why I need you here for the NBA news because I was speaking silly there for a second. Detroit (laughs) should not be happy, okay? Oh. Congrats, (laughs) Jaden Ivey. Whatever. Who is that? I I do like the
1: one I do respect the Detroit fans that will say that. And then I'll be like, You've been saying that for twelve years, and you're like yeah, you're right. They're not gonna be good.
2: <laughs> yeah. What's great, I uh, so I don't know if you know this. I'm pretty TikTok famous at this point. It's not a big yeah. deal. It's really not a big deal. But you check out my TikTok page if you guys really want to. Um, but I I just make like videos either making fun of the Packers or making fun of the Bears mostly. And every time I get like 50 Lions fans in my mentions, being like, "Hey, we have it way worse." Actually, I'm like, I get it. Yeah, we. They're they're just attention whores, too. They really are. They just need everybody to know how miserable they are all the time because their sports team sucks. Like, we're all fans of sports teams. They all suck at times. Get used to it, Detroit. You're not better than
1: us.
2: You're never, like, if you're a sports
1: fan, you're never going to be happy. Ever. Ever. You will never enjoy sports. There's always something. You're never going to enjoy sports. Like it, it just doesn't matter. You're you're gonna hate sports
2: at some point, especially like the problem is like with with me. Like Baylor won the national championship last year, April April fifth, twenty twenty one. Really great day, but the problem is, you know what else is happening in April? Baseball is starting up, so the White Sox are there to bring me right back down whenever, whenever Baylor does something good. It's if you're a fan of multiple teams, especially if you're a fan of multiple Detroit teams, like you're not just a Pistons fan. You want you, you took the whole cake, man. That's things for you guys. But other NBA news uh, to get into. Josh, you talked about it earlier with Frank the Tank. This Kyrie situation is uh, it, it's only. It's it's only getting stronger. Whatever is, whatever's is happening is getting stronger. I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, he just opted into his his uh, player option, thirty six and a half million for for next year for the Nets, which means so, it's wait, gonna tra- it's gonna he doesn't want to be in Brooklyn. So che- like so he's gonna tra- the Nets are gonna through, have to do a sign and trade for him. Walk, walk walk me through what this exactly
1: means. So, he could have opted out of his contract and became a free agent. Yes. Or he can opt in, get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars, not play, and get traded to a super team where he wants to actually maybe play. Maybe play. That's the thing.
2: Is all, So, he... All he-, he- Woj tweeted out a list of teams that, that Kyrie explicitly said he was interested in. It was like the Lakers, Clippers, um, Heat, a couple other teams. A couple other, like, they're all contenders. Um, the Lakers have are the only team that's interested in him right now. And can't understand why. talented player. Because he's a head case. He's, he, I mean, he, he's a maniac. Uh, we, you just don't know if he's going to play. Thirty-six and I, I, a half million is a lot to dedicate to one guy who you don't know if you're going to get anything out of him whatsoever.
1: I just, it, it's so funny to me that everyone's like, yeah, he opted in. He opted. In. No kidding.
2: He opted in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> money. It, it's, it's a, he's on a max deal. He's getting the most money he can get.
1: Like, he's stupid. He's, he's not smart. He's not all there, but he's not dumb enough
2: to turn down guaranteed money. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that's the thing. What's what's really funny about this situation to me is he's put out this list of teams. People are avoiding him like the plague because why wouldn't they? Except the Lakers, and which what's funny about this is, what do the Lakers have to trade to get Kyrie Irving? They already traded all their first-round picks forever to get Anthony Davis a couple years ago, and. They have have Russell Westbrook's contract on the book. So, Russell Westbrook is going to be involved in some sort of trade this offseason, probably. But, how do you... It's the same situation that you've seen his last two places he's been in. And I don't know how they managed to move his contract before. But, when he's in Houston, it's like, it's not really working out here. How the heck are we going to move his contract? They somehow got it to Washington. Washington's thinking the exact same thing. Now, LA's figuring it out. And... What's great about this is uh, Lakers fans are really making this fun for me because, I their brains are like they they think like maniacs. They yeah. they don't. There's no logic to their line of thinking at all. I think they're all serial killers if they weren't Lakers fans. I don't know how that would work, but okay, they would, because they're just psychotic in the way that they think. They're they're proposing all these trade offers that that. How how they're gonna get how they're gonna get Kyrie back in a trade from from Brooklyn, okay. and none of them makes sense. It, it, they don't have the assets to get a player like Kyrie. That 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 that's good. Now I'm with you.
1: I'm with you on that one. Take the Lakers name away from this in the fan base and give it to like some Midwest or East Coast like team. That's everything you love in sports, just like proposing the most absurd like trade scenarios and like this is how you fix it, like the Yankees fans, like this is how you can fix it, and the most absurd, like I I just love when when fan bases don't realize, and like the Lakers kind of can just buy whatever they want, and like
2: if LeBron wants it, he's gonna figure out a way to get it, like it's just that's what that's what kills me is. I know something's gonna happen. It's probably they're probably gonna get Kyrie because of course they're like I said, they're the only team that's interested right now. Yes. So that that's who that's who you have to trade with right now, Brooklyn. Okay, figure it out somehow. So you're probably gonna have to bring an extra team into it. And that extra team always, for some reason, seems to be Washington. So you see all these bananas trades trade scenarios with Bradley Beal now. Yeah. And in every trade scenario that I see, it's like the Lakers are getting back Kyrie and like two other solid. It's like Kyrie, Joe Harris and some other solid player overall pick. And they're, they're like giving up Russell Westbrook and a first round pick. I like what is happening here? This doesn't make two sense.
1: Seventh rounder for two first overall picks and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, they're trading NFL draft
2: picks. In, yeah. In, in the, in the see, trade.
1: I do love though. I love when uh, does the, I don't know if the MLB has this. But one thing I love about like the NBA and NHL is there's just one franchise that contracts go get dumped on. Like you have the Arizona Coyotes yeah. who are literally paying Pavel Datsuk and like Marion Hosa and a bunch of other guys who've retired and stuff. They're paying like,
2: like 12 retired yeah, players. Right and you now. just,
1: it, it, I just love when there's one franchise that just gets all the contracts dumped on them. And
2: it, it's, it's so, so glorious. It's funny. It's, it's funny when it's not your team. Cause I've had that happen yeah. with the, like the bulls. They went through a couple bad years where they were just taking dead money and, and all these players contracts to get second round picks. And it's just infuriating, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a long summer for NBA fans. It's going to be an exciting summer because so much drama. And then connected to the Kyrie situation is Kevin Durant, of course, because if he loses a superstar, he's not winning a championship in Brooklyn. Oh. And, you know, you might want to go somewhere else, too, because these players can just demand trades. And then you see Dame tweet out a picture of uh, KD in a Trailblazers uniform, which is it's just great adds to the drama, but I mean, trailblazers is another interesting team. They got the one superstar who doesn't want to get traded out of the city. And now that team is stuck in limbo and they don't know what to do with their superstar who actually wants to stay. So, if they could get Kevin Durant somehow, that would be great for them. Go well, look at the search history. What do you do with a player that wants to be in your city? Yeah, I'm confused. Don't they usually – can't we get like three first-round picks for this guy and just call it a day or something?
1: It's so much easier to say we're going into a rebuild. What is
2: yeah. this? What do you on. At? I mean, yeah. So that that's the NBA draft pretty much. Bulls got Dalen Terry. He's going to be a future Hall of Famer. Not too worried. Shares the same name as the PBR world champion. So that's. Are the. So are something. the bulls back? Bulls have bent back. Okay. Bulls are probably going to get Kevin Durant. Just saying. They might get Kyrie <laughs> oh too. I God. don't know. <laughs> Bull, bulls end up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. And I got a spin zone. This is a good thing for myself. Will
1: you get. Will you, bulls championship tattoo if Kevin Durant goes there. Uh, where? I'll let you pick the spot.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. If the Bulls trade for Kevin Durant this offseason. Yes, this offseason. I'll get a tattoo. That says. Bulls. Bulls 2023 NBA champions. 2022-2023 NBA champs. Okay. I'll get the banner and everything yeah okay perfect yeah okay it'll go right next to my sailor bear tattoo that i still have to get that one's going wow. on my butt so it'll just be left cheek right cheek
1: you're just gonna go in there and be like Tap hey. Me up?
2: hey mess up my butt dude put some <laughs> put some body art there man that's that'll be the pitch uh that's all the nba news i have for you uh you gonna jump into i got some baseball yeah
1: maybe. we talk about baseball Um, real
2: brief uh we had we had a big fight angels mariners that was fun big there's that was a good fight that was a legit baseball brawl and i appreciate that it felt
1: very good i i love it like no sports outside of like hockey normally don't know how to fight I love it when there's an actual fight so yesterday yeah. was great for me because like you get pushing and shoving that's not a fight that's a scrum there's a big this you got a fight yesterday I just love when people are throwing haymakers
2: there's nothing better yeah and you have and you also had the classic moment that we'll remember where it's the one the coach is throwing in the entire box of sunflower seeds onto the field in yeah. frustration so it, it, it's great you you have that one thing to remember. This singular fight that, and and it'll be a famous baseball fight now because of that. Yeah, it's glorious. Yeah,
1: I love it. it, There's not like in the good. The thing I do appreciate like about MLB fights is that it is just like thirty grown (laughs) men melting down at the same time. Like you take another sports and it's just like two people. Like it's getting contentious. The MLB is a full-on temper tantrum
2: by thirty guys at the same time
1: throwing well, him. Like,
2: <laughs> what's great about it is, you know, every sport has, except for baseball, has a rule like, "Hey, stay on the sidelines, stay on the bench. If there's a fight happening, do this, do this, so it doesn't get too big. If, like, if there's like even a guy that like steps out of the dugout." The guys have to run all the way down from the bullpen. I know. There, there's insane. no rule in place saying, like, hey, if there's a fight, stay in the outfield, like, super far yeah. away. Shouldn't be that hard to keep you guys there because you're already way far out of it. No, they come sprinting in. I love it. It's great. It's just a giant scrum every time. It is It is one of the silliest
1: things to see in sport it like it gives me major it had to be the inspiration for the fight scenes in the anchorman movies because that is legitimately your mlb scrum right there yeah it's just <laughs> that's, it's just two guys it's two guys that have beef with each other and then all of a sudden everyone and their brother shows up and they're just fighting in the middle of the field
2: <laughs> i love it yeah that's that is a perfect analogy for baseball fights right there the anchorman fight scene uh, one other baseball note I want to talk about is we got All Star voting happening, and okay, really just makes me hate Red Sox fans uh, because Red like obviously fans vote on who they want to be in the All Star game, and Red Sox fans are complaining because their players are playing better but not getting enough votes. Why are you guys the ones complaining about this? You have one of the biggest fan bases. Just tell your fans to vote. This is this is your fault. You, I I got I got into it with some with some fans online. This is basically my way of saying, hey, I got I got into a fight online with some people because they were being stupid. It's like Red Sox fans tweeting like, oh, like we need we need uh, we need to get rid of this voting system. It's stupid. The best player should play. I'm like, yeah, they really, you know, small market teams like Boston are really getting screwed when it comes to MLB All Star Game voting, not getting enough votes. They're like, uh, Boston is not a small market, actually. Like, well, then why aren't they getting more votes? Okay, they need to do some. They need to do something to protect the small market team. Yeah, Kansas City in 2015, like when they were doing All Star voting, dominated. You're telling me that's a big market team right there. Yeah. Figure out a way to just. Get votes. It's not that hard. Just go online. I don't know. I I hate the Red Sox. I hate their fans. Um, I actually used to like the Red Sox. I don't hate them. I don't know why I said that. But I do hate their fans. I like the team overall. But, sure. hey, if you got a guy you want to see in the All-Star game, go vote. Because democracy. Yeah. yeah. Do it. Vote. Big week for democracy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, do
1: you, what is your take? I don't think we've talked about this yet. The baseballs.
2: Baseballs okay, so I need to hear this. I'm you. still waiting for them to juice the White Sox baseballs. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> seems like seems like they rejuiced everybody else's baseballs, but just left the White Sox ones in, yeah. in the same old box as before. I don't know what happened there. They must have missed the memo. I'm sure the new baseballs are coming to the South Side. The White Sox have so I was pissed off because I'm like the White Sox are not hitting for power at the beginning of the season. You know, with this cold weather. Maybe when it gets warmer, we'll hit for more power. And then I'm like, all right, they're not hitting for more power. It's warmer. We need to change the baseballs back. They obviously changed the baseballs back. Pitchers are yeah. complaining once again. Justin Verlander is throwing little hissy fits again. You hate to see it. White Sox still not hitting home runs. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe we just suck. Uh, I, man, that's tough. Yeah. So I was frustrated for a while, but. I I enjoy the new baseballs. I would enjoy them even more if the White Sox got to hit those baseballs. Okay. So I'm still blaming you, Rob Manfred.
1: Okay. Yeah. Blame Rob Manfred.
2: Um, Josh, any other sports news before we get uh, into some segments here? Kenny Pickett was officially signed. Okay, that's that's huge. So you don't want those things to stretch
1: out. It's just annoying when it does. So. Big move. They've signed all of their rookies. Um they I this feels weird to say. Um they're gonna have, I think, a sneaky good defense this year.
2: Yeah, but they were it's gonna but What do you mean sneaky good? Wasn't it projected to be good?
1: Well they lost like Joe Hayden and they didn't really have a great D line and they've made some moves. The secondary was a huge question. They lose Joe Hayden. They re-signed Minka Fitzpatrick, which was huge. Um, They got a couple young guys that I think are going to be pretty decent back there in the secondary. So I think they'll have a sneaky good. Like Last year, Steelers defense was not an elite defense by any stretch of the imagination. Last year, Steelers defense won them the Buffalo Bills game.
2: And I think... I s- was I still can't. Thing. I still can't believe that happened. Like, <laughs> Just looking back on that season, like,
1: they they won the Buffalo Bills game and they helped Baker Mayfield make a fool of himself. Um, in the last game, Big Ben's game that I was at. Thank you, Ben. Um, and
2: this <laughs> episode 89 once again the thank yeah. you Ben episode. We'll never so, forget.
1: So like uh, um, I don't know. I I think they're gonna be a little bit
2: better. Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter week one. Hell yeah, we love that on this show. So yeah, if if Mitch is if Mitch is starting week one, we're one hundred percent a Pro Steelers podcast, not just fifty percent anymore. We're one hundred percent Pro Steelers. <laughs> I still got to get the, the still got to get the Mitch jersey, but it's it's coming. It, it'll come. Uh, so. I got some questions to to get into here.
1: Oh wait. Um, the Texans are now getting sued because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, and Deshaun Watson might actually like not be able to play. The, like there was something about his contract this year that it might be like void. And even if he's not like suspended, they might push back. They can push back the contract a year or something like that. Um Which yeah. is gonna be weird. So we're gonna get to see one of the weirdest situations ever with Baker Mayfield, who now is allegedly gonna go to Seattle, which I feel like is a weird. A weirdly good fit because I just – I think he's like Russell Wilson with a little less talent, like arm talent.
2: Yeah. Oh, but I could – yeah, definitely. I It's kind he, of the same thing. He's person. a lot like him, and, and they're just kind of undersized quarterbacks who have some good scramble ability for sure. Wilson just has a better arm. Yeah, definitely a better arm. For not, not even close. Uh, but, I mean, he's – Call me crazy, but Baker Mayfield is an upgrade over Drew Locke. I do think that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot take, I know. Unless you're playing the Steelers and it's not the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. De- Deshaun Watson has his hearing next week. I think in the next couple of days, and we'll see how this Baker Mayfield situation unfolds over the next couple of weeks for sure. We'll we'll keep you guys updated. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. absolutely love it, but. Yeah. Questions, Kellen. So, uh, Live the new golf yep. league, right? Yep. I've I've texted you this, but we're gonna, we're going to talk about it on the show. Tiger Woods is the shadow commissioner of that league, right? He just has to be. Um,
1: I can I can see it. It's
2: Josh. such a drunk conspiracy, but. Josh. Josh, we could be the first person to put this conspiracy on the record right now. Let's do it's
1: it. It's such a drunk conspiracy, but, like, if you want to, it can make it, – it, it fits. I'm putting this in the category of Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son. Yeah.
2: Is yeah. where I'm putting this conspiracy. Okay. Okay. So- I'll take that. So that means it's got – it has logic to it, at least. Go- at least. You know, I, it, 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 the, like everything you know, i said
1: if google if you do zero google searches
2: <laughs> logic to it, it uh, now please explain your theory here so like basically what josh is saying is everything i said makes sense no matter how far-fetched it might sound right that's fair In, until you do any research so tiger woods as you all know he had a long messy divorce with uh, his, his ex-wife because you know that He cheated on her, and that whole thing was really crazy a decade ago. But, you know, it it was drawn out. During that time, Tiger Woods was hiding all of his assets in the Middle East. He still lost over like $600 million. So he's a billionaire before. He's once again a billionaire. But put all those assets in the Middle East to create this new golf league. Hey, big source of revenue right there. And now he's drawing all these talented golfers. Away from the PGA to reduce the talent level so he can win more majors and just go back to being the king again. Not that he wasn't before, but you know, just gonna make it easier on himself. So he's flexing with his money by diluting the PGA and he's just gonna be the best golfer again. I'm really excited for it. That's not that's big, logical. Thing. Big, big thing to maybe
1: derail this. Tiger Woods would actually have to play golf again on the PGA tour in order for this conspiracy to work.
2: All I all I needed is for him to play one more major. And <laughs> get, okay? We're I waiting just, now. I need one game. more major appearance out of Tiger Woods. I'm not even asking for a win. If if he gets one more major appearance. We're and- now probably waiting till the Masters next year. He could play in the Masters next year i'm just saying like all i need is an appearance by by your standards that so i'm feeling pretty good about it i'm gonna i'll, I'll put it out there for for everyone we'll start posting online we'll be more active on social media here for you guys in, in the next couple of weeks but uh my other question josh do you know the klondike bar jingle
1: what would you do for a klondike bar
2: they changed would you, it. Would you shave
1: your eyebrow for a Klondike bar? No. Have you no, not would, commercial?
2: Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the commercial. I thought you were asking me that question though. Well, I am asking you that question. Oh, well, I'm answering no. There's, it's pretty low bar. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I'd like maybe walk to my room for a Klondike bar. I don't know. Okay. All I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not crazy about Klondike bars. People. I'm just okay. My point was they updated their jingle. They're like the most catchy jingle ever. They updated it. It's, it's, uh, so it was, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And now it's, um, I can't even remember the new one. It's still the same thing, but it's just less drawn out. I don't know. This is terrible. This is such a bad question. Great. I Um, hate this. I forgot the new jingle. That's my fault. We got totally
1: hosed. I'm just going to say this. Growing up, they made it seem like it was so much harder than taking five dollars into a grocery store to get things like Klondike bars and ice or and candy. Like, yeah, it was literally like you can only get candy twice a year.
2: It's like you have to bite sw- three of your 10 toes off to get this candy yeah. bar, but it'll be worth it. Yeah. And the York peppermint patties, that's
1: probably the biggest scam of all time. I'm well, not even people- a peppermint fan. I don't like the peppermint patties and those commercials were out there. Like they just made it seem like it was so much harder to get candy and Klondike bars than it actually ever was.
2: I have no other questions for you, Josh. You got any questions for me? No, I don't think I do. I think we can move on. Okay. We'll make it a pretty tight show today. Then it sounds like, uh, let's go player coach fan base of the week. Josh, who's your player of the week? Okay. So just a second, I need mean, to up. I didn't
1: do this last week. Um so this is a little bit old, but as my player of the week from last week, I wanted to use it again. Um Chris Sale. Now is it the anniversary already? It might have been the anniversary, but that's not why. Oh. I don't know if you saw what the MLB is releasing. Or released a couple weeks ago in their meteor uniforms. I don't know if you saw this. They're selling jerseys with holes in them for thirteen hundred dollars. Oh whoa, that's what they cost. I could yeah. What yes, you can buy a hat with holes in it for three hundred dollars. A hoodie is like two hundred and sixty dollars with holes in it. Like it is insane how expensive these are All right. and
2: because I, I was I was already really confused by it but now I'm yeah. even more confused so, so I, saying, I don't know.
1: um is that like that's got to be intellectual property for cutting up alternate jerseys yeah yeah imagine like, uh, imagine the luxury he gets on that I mean. So that's why he's my player of the week. I think it is the anniversary of him actually cutting up all those. I think tr- it was.
2: Yeah, I think because I saw I, I, I'm on TikTok too much. I think I saw TikTok for it yesterday. Mike Kara here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't send you any this week. I made sure not to because there were multiple times where I was like, I could send this to Josh right now. But he's just going to make fun of me for it later. <laughs> well, yeah, you're such a pervert for Mike Kara. No, he's the pervert. I'm keeping tabs on him. I've said this before. That makes you. No, I'm just, hey. I'm I, more of a pervert. I, I'm not changing my stance. I'm just keeping tabs on the guy. Mm-hmm. On the All
1: guy. Right, so, kind of like how instead of reporting
2: him, Joe Paterno just kept tabs on Jerry Sandusky. Whoa, whoa. He actually already acted on, <laughs> you know, what he You're did. You're just keeping tabs on Mike Garrett. Mike Carrot Mike Garrett is he's done nothing wrong to this point has he <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to report my care for josh what, what, do you, what exactly yeah. do you want me to report him for he's wearing like clown makeup in his <laughs> videos now oh. oh is it is it arrestable to be a clown now <laughs> what do we live in 2016 once again yeah that was a good reference good that, that was it right there i think it was 2017 but yeah that was uh
1: uh, 16 was when the clowns were just popping up everywhere
2: yeah okay yeah i knew it was right around the time it, it 17 was out. it 16 okay. was when they were just in cornfield yeah, yeah, it was my it was my freshman year of college because i yeah. saw the that clown freshman, freshman year of college was when it came out and everyone was tying balloons to all the drains around campus oh my gosh did i tell you like what so i went to see that movie with some friends and i got back to my apartment and i flipped the light switch and nothing turned on and i think Tell me this yeah my my roommates like turned the breaker off and everything and then it's i so opened the door to my room and a red balloon came down I'm like all right i'm done with this i <laughs> hate that so I already, I already hate horror movies too that was not that was not great for me i think they're funny yeah no i hate them they're the worst i <laughs> think they're so funny i think they're just hysterical it's fun to make fun of when you're not like crying but i usually am <laughs> in yeah sorry uh, My player of the week this week is Mark Appel. He is former number one overall pick, I believe, in 2014 in the MLB draft. He was drafted ahead of guys like Chris Bryant and Aaron Judge that never year. Heard. He, has, cause he has never made an MLB appearance until this week. He made his debut for the Phillies. He was out of baseball for a couple of years. He was drafted by the Astros. He's like the one guy when they were really bad that they drafted. It was an absolute bust. And finally, after nearly a decade, makes his MLB debut. So pretty cool for him. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That Great was actually player. a night. Nice, that was one of my first nice players of the week that I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, Fan base of the week, Josh. <sighs> what was I going to do for this one?
1: Um, I've bounced around a million fan bases of the week. Uh, In my head, I guess where I'm going to land is hockey fans. Not because the Stanley Cup was awarded and you finally got to see the best trophy in all of sports get awarded. Um, Also, I guess uh, for two reasons. One. One a which wasn't my original reason. You didn't have to watch Gary Bettman give the speech yesterday because Gary Bettman had COVID, so it was the deputy commissioner that gave the speech. So there was no booing of Bettman. Um, but B. Barry Trott said he's taking a year off from coaching, which means we don't have to watch a neutral zone trap for a year. Thank God for a year. I'm I'm a little sad though because he was gonna he was going. To be hired by the Jets. Ooh. And so the Jets would have been a playoff team and been very good. And, like, it would have been nice for my family in Winnipeg to get to see a good hockey team without having to watch the Penguins. Um, so, but hockey fans, I mean, we just watched the Avalanche. High-flying team. Win, high-scoring. Grow the game, right? You want more scoring? Barry Trotz
2: is not coaching. Boom. Fan base of the week. Good. Great. My fan base of the week is ABS fans. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I did not put a lot of work into why, my fan base of the week. It? Why are f- your fan base of the week? Uh, because they are Stanley Cup champions. Ah, okay. I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Now you know. You know. I'll, we're you. here to update everyone, including Please. you. That's great. Let's go with coach of the week. Coach of the week.
1: I mean, I have two, one from last week. So John Tortorella got hired by the Philadelphia Flyers last week. Yeah. So he's back. He's my coach of the week. Last week's fan base of the week was going to be Penguins fans because it's going to be so great having him back in the division. Um. To ruin another miserable franchise. And then Jared Bednar is my coach of the week from this week because, like I mentioned before, he's now the only coach to have ever won a championship in both minor leagues of the NHL and the
2: NHL. Very nice. So. Congrats to Jared Bednar. My coach of the week here is Luke Richardson. Gets to coach the great Chicago Blackhawks franchise now. New head coach hired. It's cool for him. Other coach of the week, though, is Steve Clifford, who just got rehired by the Hornets, which has to be a big-time awkward situation for both him and the Hornets because it led them to a decent season this year. They made the play-in game, and uh, they were an exciting, fun, young team to watch. But they got rid of their head coach, to hire uh, one of Golden State's assistants and Golden State's assistant decided, you know, I'm going to stay here and just coach here for a little bit longer and turn down the Hornets job. And then the Hornets reoffered the job back to the guy that they parted ways with. And now he's back to being head coach. I just think that's really awkward for both of them.
1: Oh, it it really is.
2: It's 100%. Yeah. They needed each other. I mean, like, we we've all gone back with an ex before, have we not? Uh, it's awkward at first, so they, they're gonna there's gonna be an awkward stage because which, there's obviously some dissension there. Which before. time are you talking about? or all of them? Hey, it's only happened three times.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Majority. That's like half. <laughs> <laughs> the majority. Quick like um, question based on your first coach of the week. Uh, Are you in denial about Patrick Kane definitely getting traded in the office?
2: <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. It's going <laughs> to happen. It's going to happen. I So the Hawks are going to be in tank going, mode in a second. Going to trade Patrick Kane. We'll cross that bridge when it get, when. when I don't want to just don't. We we're not talking about it. What what's your? So in short, yes, you are in denial about the mock trading Patrick Kane. I don't I don't even know what what you're talking about. You sound like a crazy person right now. Okay. You're not even talking in English to me right now. Okay. Um, tweet of the week, Josh, to my, get off the Patrick Kane subject.
1: <sighs> my tweet of the week. It's actually about Patrick Kane, loser. Um, oh. I don't know who tweeted it out. I don't know if it was a real quote or not. I was verbally told this. So old fashioned tweet of the week. Um, Steve Kerr on who is the greatest basketball player of all time. He said. Between MJ and LeBron. And he said, I hope this is true that he said this. Um, I can't pick between them because they both gave me three championships. <laughs> oh, that is so good. So I hope I hope that is correct. That's my tweet of the week because someone saw it on Twitter and told me, and I laughed. I thought it was great. That's my tweet of the week. That's a great <laughs> one. If true, great tweet of the yeah. week. And also, true. if not true, literally Kyrie Irving all day today has been, <laughs> has been tweeting – replies to every single rumor and story that comes out about him. So any of those will also be on my list of tweets. I love
2: it. I love it. Um, my t- I got a question for you after this that I forgot yeah. to ask during the show. So remind me. Uh, but my tweet of the week, it comes from SportsCenter. It says, Candace Parker has become the first player in WNBA history to record three career triple-doubles. Like SportsCenter, Center, what are you guys thinking? You tweeting that out. you, can't make fun of it. It's the 50th anniversary of Title Nine. I'm not, not tr- I'm not trying to make fun of it, but everybody in the comment section is, and that's why I'm getting on SportsCenter's Center's ass right now for tweeting something like that out. Everybody's gonna get on the WNBA. Can you imagine the comment section on that tweet right there? You, you she leads through, WNBA for- history. <laughs> with three triple doubles. I mean, I like. I'd like to know the play, How many players in NBA history have done that over the course of three days? Because it's probably multiple.
1: Do you hold that record with MCAC basketball?
2: No, I hold no records with them. <laughs> I was, I was at were, best that was our fourth best player on the team at my peak. Dog water, and that might be. Generally. He
1: was the third best player on a homeschool basketball
2: team. Hey, this is more travel, okay? We did not just play homeschoolers. Just everybody, most of the people on the team happened to be homeschooled. <laughs> God. Hey, but I still look normal when I play basketball. That's all that matters. Josh, oh, my question for you. Yeah. With We've talked about this briefly before. How are the Pirates going to mess up this O'Neill Cruz situation <laughs> that they already like? They already have kind of, just so you know, because they, they kept him down in the minors to manipulate the the service time. I don't, I don't know. It's going to
1: be so bad. They're going to trade him for prospects. He
2: he is currently a prospect. He is the prospect you have been waiting for. This guy is, I mean, so I watched a, I watched the video on him, and it's insane because he's he, so fast. He's a six seven shortstop, and he's if, if it's like it's not going to happen, but it was saying like if he reaches his like ninety ninth percentile projection, he's going to have like the like the speed of a Billy Hamilton. The yeah. fielding of like the arm of a Carlos Correa at shortstop, the raw power of an Aaron Judge. I'm just like these are all the guys who are oh, the best. seven
1: mistakes. miles an hour on yeah. half a windup.
2: No, yeah, it was he was like he just took one step into that throw too. Yes. That was the crazy thing. It's not like he loaded up that much. No, just it, I just hope. The the, dude's insane. I hope the
1: Steelers sign him. If the Pirates screw this up, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah gotta Put, be able to play football too he's fast court, wide receiver tight end do something big
1: fast yeah. but oh yeah there's no doubt in my mind the pirates are gonna screw this up because he is just too good and he's fun to watch like the exit velocity on every single one of his hits is through the roof he's just he's a athletic freak specimen everything that you should want and everything that the city of pittsburgh can get
2: behind and they're gonna screw it up so bad i just yeah. don't oh yeah like, as a baseball fan, bringing up these two positions – and I, I experienced the same thing with, like, Luis Robert, who's just, like, freaking nature, athleticism. Like, this dude could play any sport he wants to. He just decided – he just happened to grow up in Cuba and the Dominican Republic, and they played baseball there. He so, couldn't play any sport he wanted to. He. Yeah. I mean, like, if – you, you know, know what I mean. Like, it, it, he's so athletic that he could I do know, it. But, I no, you, man. i know Yeah. You. Well, like the two most exciting positions, like bringing up a prospect, center field and shortstop, yeah, and because they're just so freaky athletic. And O'Neill is. and now, hey, the next two to three years are going to be really fun with O'Neill Cruz and Cabrian Hayes on the left side of the infield, man. It's pretty exciting. Those are that's a lot of talent there. So, how are the Pirates going to mess that up?
1: Um. Both of them are going to get hurt. Oh, okay. Both. Yeah. They're going to get traded. It's just going to be miserable. It's going to be terrible. I don't even like, everyone's like, oh my God, go watch this kid outside of Pittsburgh. I mean, because inside of Pittsburgh, we're like, okay. Again, this is where I can sit here and I can go, Kellen, Pirates are going to be good in five years. Yeah. They're going to be a wild card team in five years. No, they're not. They're going to screw it up. It doesn't matter. That's the nature of this team. And until Bob Nutting's no longer the owner or they win two playoff games, I'm not going to believe in the Buccoes.
2: You said Nutting nutting in the same episode we talked about York Peppermint Patties. That's just funny (laughs) to me. (laughs) I said a guy's last name. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You said said Nutting, bro. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure we addressed the whole O'Neill Cruz situation. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you doing that for me. Yeah. Uh, any other last notes before we wrap up this show here? Uh, free Britney, right? Yes. Hey, she's getting, <laughs> she's getting a trial. I'm sure it's fair. I'm sure it's a fair trial. I also heard she's going to get 10 years in prison. Um. Hashtag free Britney. <laughs> Keep it alive. Don't. Don't let it die out. That's a Baylor bear we're talking about there. Yeah. Free Britney. We'll see y'all next week. Stay unbiased this week.
1: Pump up the jam. Pump it up. Why your feet are stumping. And the jam is pumping. Look ahead. The crowd is jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the party going on the dance floor. Cause that's where the party's at and you find out if you do that.